Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nick Flag, your weekly to all my doggos. Snoop Doggy Doggo, Nate Doggo, the Doggo Pound, Ed OG and the Bulldoggos. I could go on and on, but to all my doggos, I just hope you're having a great time and a great life. Here I am in Manhattan, Cal, New York, Manhattan, Manhattan, in the heart of New York City. My name is Nick. This is my podcast. Nick Flanagan Weekly, Nick Flanagan Weekly, NFW. I'm having a great time. It's fun. Uh, yesterday was Christmas. All business. Went for a walk on on in the Central Park area. Very nice. Uh, my mother will be visiting in a couple of days. This is just a great trip. So, uh, if I sound tired, it's I'm not. I'm just relaxing as much as I can in New York. What a stressful place. For real. I uh, am very happy to tell you that this episode is an interview with my returning guest, Elizabeth Mann. We always have so much to talk about. We rarely get into tons. This one, but it's always fun. And uh, people seem to really enjoy the first one, so I hope you enjoy this one too. The first half is kind of just a... Fun back and forth, mildly talking about trends in 2019, of which Ebeth, Liz, Elizabeth apparently knows very little, but I didn't find that out from the interview. The second half delves deeper into her job investigating the company Herbalife and working for a hedge fund. Um, Now that is an interesting story, so that's about halfway through the talk and you are welcome to speed ahead but don't because you're going to miss some funnies anyway that's that and this is the talk i had with elizabeth mann thank you for listening to nick flanagan weekly all right good evening ladies and gentlemen good evening ladies and gentlemen bertold brecht what did bert Tell Brecht. Did you hear what Bert told Brecht? <laughs> Bob Bert told Brecht. There's for sure someone in New York named Brecht. Mm-hmm. And Bob Bert, at one point at least, lived here, the drummer from the uh, Sonic Youths, during their unproblematic early days. Remember? Yeah. Are they having problems? Well, Thurston Moore cucked Kim Gordon. <laughs> And uh, now everyone hates him. I know. The bar is... Uh, Open. Raised or lowered. So come right in. Yeah, the bar is lowered. It's going to be hard to limbo now. Hi, this is... Welcome. Liz Mann. Part two, 2020. Elizabeth Mann. 2019 still, but who knows? You, you know what? Saying. Let's face it. The trick is you pretend it's 20... You pretend it's the new year. And it's not the new year. I'm taking my headphones off. What, what do you prefer? Headphones on, headphones off? Mm, let me see them on again. Oh, it looks nice. Headphones on. Fuck it. Headphones off. Hmm. Who's your favorite rapper of 2019? I, God, it's um, it's a hard time to uh, like rap. Can you pass me my sippy cup, please? Uh-huh. So we're, I'm in New York with Elizabeth Mann. Sunny Manhattan, California. I mean, New York. Nope. <laughs> and too much crinkle. Too much crinkle. And... Uh, there's lots of rap murals here in Manhattan, and I've uh, been to one of them so far. Oh, yeah. I saw your picture from the Big L mural. I have one myself. Oh, cool. Big L in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd never been to Harlem before. Really? Yeah, I loved it. It was cool. The, two, the T-Mobile store was lit, as the kids say. You been to that one? Uh, no. <laughs> it's near the Whole Foods. Did you get a new phone? No, but my comp- traveling companion got a new SIM card because the Canadian SIM card Exciting. has a, Canadian phones have a data plan that actually makes it cheaper to just get a pay-as-you-go plan in America. A little tip for my listeners. T-Mobile all the way. And if you're traveling, get rid of your phone. And also consider it might Get rid be- of your phone. Oh, that's your 2020. Just no more phones, right? Not my 2020, but you know. What's your average way. phone thing? Like from, screen time? Yes. What's your screen time average? I don't know. Um, I don't. I know Apple tracks that. I don't use an iPhone as my primary phone. So but you I were holding know. an iPhone 
11 yes, earlier. Yes, I have one. That's my burner. Your burner? Yeah. What do you need a burner for? <laughs> what? Why? Are, why? Are, I thought expensive phones couldn't be burners. Like, oh, it's my work phone. Mm, you like your job? I do. I love it. You've had your job for months. Uh, a, and a month half. and change. Yeah. Can you talk about your job? A lot of people I mean, you can't really talk about their jobs. It's yeah. There's not a whole lot to say, but um, I like the people I work with, and I feel uh, well compensated. Nice. If you're a new listener to the podcast, last year around this same time of year, I had you in the studio. Yeah, I didn't like my job then. You hated your job. They were treating <laughs> you like shit. They would give you a Silkwood shower every night. Yep. They'd say, hey, would you like some pancakes? And they'd offer you a plate of pancakes and you'd stick your fork in it. Hologram. It was just like that. <laughs> Snippity snap. New job. Mm-hmm. So and we've got kombucha on tap. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Manhattan offices. Oh, yeah. Not that far from where I am right now. What do you think Correct. of my digs? These are really nice digs. I dig them. What's it like? What are some apartments that are bad in New York like? Tell me. Well, the other night I came home and flicked on the kitchen light and there was like a roach zoo, like a party Aww. that I broke up. I don't want to hear that your apartment has these problems. <laughs> I like your apartment. Yeah. I mean, I just made the mistake of ever shutting the light off. I've kind of kept the light <laughs> on in the kitchen continuously for a decade um, and made the mistake of turning it off. And when I came home, it was like a multi-generational affair um gramps yeah like all like all shapes and sizes and types and kinds of problems we went to that bar rudy's which is right around here you mm -hmm. know rudy's it's no. got free hot dogs and a pig in front of it oh wow it's a great place it's been around since 1933 like we can go there after here oh, if you can. want yeah i'm gonna need a brewski um and and uh yeah we were having a great time until we looked down and of course there was like it wasn't, it was like, like one of those pigs. I, I want to hear more about this pig. It's a pretty good sized pig. It's a statue of a pig okay. and it's right in front. And there was like a horrible frat party in the back, but the actual bar part was like really cool. But anyway, there was like a roach, but it wasn't, it was, wasn't one of those big ones. It wasn't a sewer one. It wasn't like the kind that eighties, if that makes any sense, those little eighties ones. Yeah, it was kind of a retro roach. <laughs> this it was like kind of the ones an that are like up on high legs. Like their like legs look extra long. So <laughs> kind, kind of, of like, yeah, like water buggy ones. Well it's like they've been, you know, like modded out like a Honda Civic to be like, oh wow, it's either like drop it down or like so raise it up. It's got like hydraulics. Yeah, they're like a homies doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yes, I've seen a tall those. Boy. I love them. So you're saying the crappiest well, apartment you've ever? You're just like mad about the crappy aspects of oh, but the apartment. But I, I handled it. I well, I was alone, and I was saying out loud. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh oh my god!" Mm -hmm. um, and what I've learned kills them better than Raid is Windex. So and it mm. smells much better. I've noticed that too. So I use Windex to blast them and they all died and then I mm -hmm. cleaned up their bodies. Mm. And then I went down to the dollar store and got some traps and I have only seen like one since. Great. Well then it's over. Mouse traps? Wouldn't um, that be funny? Yeah. <laughs> They're little gonna, wings. I need to make They're sure. them like you gotta kill it. It's in pain. So that's one thing. Also most people I have a lot of friends that live in like nice new buildings that have rooftops that have more than just like rented out like that they've rented out to T-Mobile's like equipment so that you can go up there without getting a brain tumor. And there's like those like Lillian Vernon circular cabana chairs. And mm -hmm. what do you mean about the zone. brain tumor thing here? Well, a lot of just crummy apartment buildings such as my own rather than like we could fix up this roof and make it or not fix it up just like open the door and let you stand out there yeah um they'll rent the roof space to verizon or whomstever to put their you know like radio towers or transmitters up there so mm -hmm. then you can't go up there that's brutal get brain fried i never thought about that that must be happening worldwide mm-hmm oh my god so yeah our apartment hasn't been renovated ever so it's kind of a period piece uh, from 1936. So is this relating to the, the places with cabana chairs are good apartments? You're still sort I of mean, they're nice. shitting like, on your apartment. Yeah, and yeah. And in, uh, let's yeah. face it. No, don't say it, but yes. Yeah, I'm shitting in and on. And outside of sometimes. Sometimes, depends 
on how long I'm out. I try to not, but sometimes you can't help it. They, I call him Mike Pens because oh. his uh, status as president is pending. Oh, yeah. Mike Pens. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. It depends. It does depend on many factors. It depends. Where are you at? Now, what's the, te- what's the temperature in, in, in New York about politics? Oh, I mean... Municipal, state, and of course, national. (laughs) I don't know. I guess, you know, uh, as you know, we tend to lean uh, democratique. Um, But uh, I guess it takes all kinds, you know? Well, you know, America's mayor has done a really great job investigating things outside. He's a real trip. Yeah, he's gone wild. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to think who you could compare it to. He's kind of like Grandpa Al Lewis from the, like mixed with, uh, I don't even know, like um, Gary Busey, I think, is a decent comparison. Yeah, I feel like this is like disrespectful to all the people you're naming. He's just, I guess, <laughs> yeah, both of those people are much just, like, more. Melt down entirely. I, I guess the concept of being like, fully evil didn't. I didn't think that was an actual thing until now. Right. Now you're seeing with, I think guys get that thing where like they get older and their mouth smells and tastes so bad that they're just like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm a villain now. I hate this. Only evil can come out of this hole. (laughs) This maw. Mm -hmm. Hello, maw. (laughs) I'm going to be in jail. But I also hate it when people are like, you know, they're like, Hey, say hi. Hey, Rudy, say hi to your friend. So and so in jail. Yeah, like all that kind of stuff, where it's like reported. Going to jail. Hmm? Nobody goes to jail. Yeah, nobody. Nobody who makes more than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year has ever gone to jail. It's almost true. They've gone to Yale, <laughs> yeah. not jail. Uh, but yeah, um, this is uh, uh, so year twenty nineteen. Spent avoiding politics? No, I mean, it's impossible to avoid, but um, it's also a little bit too hard to think too much about. Right. Uh, Especially, you know, when you're sort of powerless to do anything about it. And a parent. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, I don't, you know, I got to wipe Look, this will end eventually somehow. I don't exactly. (laughs) How ominous. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I guess I'm more concerned about uh, just AI. Oh yeah, you and <laughs> other Yang. things, other things that are gonna you know really change the world as my children uh, experience it. Also, environment and technology. Can we talk about universal basic income for a second? I, we can we can try the Andrew Yang style where everyone gets eleven hundred dollars. Sounds dope. Except, what would you do with an extra 11? Look, if computers are going to do 11 the, rack, that's well, not a rack, well, one rack, let and me, then $100. Let me, let me table that for a second. But if jobs are going to go away and that's something we can't stop, then fine. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think there's anybody out there dying to like stuff stuff into an Amazon box. So great, let a robot do that. But people that now, there will just be fewer jobs in total. Um, since no one really wants to work anyway, I mean, I barely do, then just give people money. Well, you know, I think I'm a massive outlier. Let's face it. As someone that doesn't. Yes, exactly. Like lives with her, her mom and lives with their mom. And are you, are you transitioning? No, but I, uh, two spirits, you know, we're all a little two spirited these days. <laughs> And uh, don't get me started. Uh, you know, that's why, again, Drumline was like a reason we all became too too spirited. The movie Drumline, and uh, you know, um, working, being frustrated, trying to do things. I don't like being told that what I'm doing is bad. <laughs> <laughs> or has zero market value, or, you, or know, you don't care if it has market value as long as you got your eleven hundred bucks. And you well, can keep on doing what you do. I don't like being told something has zero market value, but it's like I'm trying to understand 
I'm also like, if something has zero market value, quote unquote, what makes that worthless? It's it's a weird thing. Like I'm doing this and my friend who I'm actually, you know, who was at the place where I'm cat sitting, like, okay, sure. Uh, this is like, I listen to the podcast, you know, and I'm, it's like, it's really fun. And I'm like, oh, am I just doing this podcast? Like to sort of keep my circle of friends abreast of what's going on? Like, is that actually what I'm doing? And is that like... I guess so. Is I that mean... a good thing? You know, like, is that of worth? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what in your mind are you trying to do? Entertain the people. Oh, same, same, right? Hmm. Yeah, same. That's what I'm saying is like, uh, so if I'm trying to do that and there are some people some people getting something out of it what's what's the problem there's no what the problem, problem is you know probably what the problematic is and uh you know so so in other words yeah let's make that a job <laughs> i guess it is for some people you just gotta monetize that ass yeah well that's why uh you know i invited you here was like if this were a video podcast right now and we could see what you were wearing, and I think that would. If know, I had some supreme, supreme gear on. No, just keep on. You know this. Wearing my. Uh, have you seen my Looney Tunes stuff? I have been seeing a lot of that on your feed. Yeah. You were talking about getting into that last time we were together. And, and I followed through. Yeah, yeah. So. That proves I have follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what were some of the big trends you noted in 2019? Oh gosh. Because you got kids. I do have kids. You know what they're doing? They're on the. Vanguard. Yeah. TikTok. Doing dances, doing duets with themselves. Whoa. Doing the whoa. What's the whoa? It's like, uh, gosh, again, if this were a video podcast. Normally I do make it a video podcast. I just didn't know. It's like you uh, catch a, the whoa. <laughs> it's okay. a little like hand gesture. All right. We're going to link to a video of the whoa in um, the comments. Hopefully it's a... Uh... <laughs> of one of your children doing the woe a video with like that big kind of like a joker mask over their face for their protection i told you i went to the nintendo store yesterday yeah and uh the kids were being interviewed <laughs> sorry the kids were interviewing mario and one by one in a lineup mario was on a computer yeah animated. i got really excited when you told me about this because i thought there would be yeah. like humans in mario and luigi costumes i, I was intensely excited as well and and the fact it was a computer is cool but it's not quite the same I, you know i want to be able to shake mario's hand Paw. yeah were they like webcam girls but instead <laughs> um mario yeah. and luigi were they on it the was like chatterbait <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was, I'm just trying to think of a pun on it, and um, what would it be? Um, Koopa-turbate. Koopa <laughs> Not quite the same, Koopa-turbate. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started to, Something immediately- pipes. What? <laughs> Maybe Mario piping. was arrested for masturbating into a pipe. <laughs> That's what I thought we were going with that. Um, but no, I, I got, there and as soon as I saw the Q and A, I just like robotically was so disappointed that I like immediately took my phone out and was like, I gotta take a picture of what this fucking thing is. And this employee next to me goes, um, "Excuse me, sir." And I'm like, "Oh yes." He's like, "Can you not record, please?" And I'm like, "Oh." And he's like, "Because it's a child who's talking to me." I was like, "No, I'm actually taking a photo." And he was like, "Oh, that's fine." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just the back of the kid's head, but it was like. Now I feel so guilty. I have a picture of the back of a kid's head. What do you think of the... You're going to get canceled. Oh, I think this whole podcast is going to be canceled pretty soon <laughs> um, by iTunes. Do you think iTunes has ever been like, look, we noticed your um, ratings are pretty low, so we're just going to... Go ahead gonna, and uh, yeah, gas, cancel that. Gas the podcast. Um, or like, wasn't there, there was some, uh, you know, girl, I guess, was doing like a eye makeup tutorial, but mm -hmm. she buried some... Uh, objectionable uh, anti-Chinese government content. At, like, oh yeah, that was TikTok. That was <laughs> oh, on was TikTok. It? Yeah, yeah. And then they got rid of it, and it was like, whoever owns TikTok, which I thought was Facebook, but I don't think it is, is like partly there's some sort of Chinese. A uh, Tikimus Talkster, I think, is. <laughs> 
I don't even know if that's racist. Okay, Baron Tigamus Toster. Oh, I see. I get it. Okay, yes. I realized after I said that that I did understand that you just meant the owner was named Tigamus Toxter. Yeah, yeah Tigamus Toxter the third, I believe. His two fathers died. My two dads. <laughs> yeah, the, who had the same name but were not related. Who <laughs> the the one guy loved the other guy so much he changed his name to the same to Tigamus Toxter, which was the other guy's name. And then he added the second so that nobody would confuse. And that's how we got to the third. So he's... I'm nothing like my dad. <laughs> I wonder if my two dads would just be one episode now where they'd be like, we just went to the doctor and in eight minutes found out that it's, uh, you know, the George Michael looking dude that's your dad. So I'm going to be up out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My two dads. Was that... I remember for years, I was like, my two dads. Okay. And I was like, full house is my two dads also like i just thought they were in the same show yeah they one is three yeah there's like three dads and more kids they're like this is working why don't we just kind of double up on everything how do you feel when people are like horny for the olsen twins are they still I mean, no sure, i think go ahead or you mean like they're the old, <laughs> the, the, like, old as no. babies no the Olsen twins oh the yeah. later Olsen's. Oh, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead with your bad self. Rock, rock on. What do you think of white social media culture's appropriation of gay and black things immediately? And what do you think of white women? They can't help it. Nice. I like that. That's empathetic. Like, um, groups, you know, uh, I don't like to assess them. Nice. That true though. Uh, we all are doing our best to put yeah. our puzzle together. Everyone's <laughs> head is basically like a racist pamphlet about everyone in the world. But then we edit it in our own head and we don't agree with the pamphlet. So we wrote the pamphlet up and then we write a nicer pamphlet. I don't know when I see and our people, mouth is the publisher. When I see people online like apologizing for their privilege, I don't feel any better about that person that way. No. Um, like wow, yeah, they've really laid it on the line now, and this is going to make a meaningful impact in race relations in America. It, it's a humble brag, kind of. If you think about it, I find it embarrassing. I'm but. very privileged, and you know, it's like. I just want to remind you how privileged I am and I feel so bad that I'm privileged, but there's no way I can like renounce the privilege because it's just inborn privilege. I know. But I, I mean, I'm sure be. I've noted that I have a certain privilege. It's like part of being grateful has an, is an element of acknowledging privilege. You know, when you're like, oh, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for that. You're just saying this is a privilege that I'm happy to have. Sure. But I guess like there, uh, you know, any sort of advantage one can derive from life can come from so many sources, and it's not all Sandra concentrated. Bullock, Denzel in Washington, like... Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Edward James Olmos, Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, there be some unsuccessful chicks and some successful chicks, and Girl same boss. goes for any you know race or gender nonconforming whatever. Like, I, it's I don't feel especially privileged when I'm killing a multi-generational roach party <laughs> with Windex in my darkened yeah. apartment. But, you know, I recognize that I'm sure there are advantages to being me. Um, well, I mean, if you lived in any other city- Who's to say? I've never been anyone else, so If you lived in any other city, you'd be, um, the commute would be hell but, yeah. to work. But, you know, and I'm sure you're making good money for, you know, nine out of 10 cities. Yeah, but I also don't feel like I need to, I don't know, like talk about uh, money, apologize or, you know, even if I even if an apology were necessary, my issuing one on Instagram wouldn't change anyone else's opportunity. Like, no, I, I don't I just don't see the point of it. And I always think like when men apologize, it's like. An apologizing man is like no, inherently a trickster. <laughs> It's like, in here, you know what I mean? Like, what are you up to? Oh, yeah. sneaky, sneaky, sneak. You're apologizing. Well, what's your, you got a plan. You're going to apologize so that then you can 
steal my sunshine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you ever come home to your girl with like too many nice things? Like, <laughs> oh, okay, I was stopped by the farmer's market and I got these nice flowers that you like and uh, this bottle of wine. <laughs> That's nice. It's nice, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, like if I had to announce something to like I want to force us to move somewhere. Yeah. Here I got you this uh cloak. Mm -hmm. This $7,000 cloak and I got you these diamonds and pearls. <laughs> right. And I got you this right. fur rug and I got you a new dog and um Right. Be expensive like, butter. I are you a money launderer now? <laughs> <laughs> oh but uh yeah the um the apologizing man very sketchy and then like i just find what about apologizing for everything that's a little better right that's kind of what i do it's like if someone's mad it's the I'm canadian just, like, way i'm very sorry i uh, exist <laughs> i'm so sorry I, i'm so sorry i exist this wouldn't have happened otherwise <laughs> um i almost burst into tears when i said that just now? How many times did you cry this year? Oh, so, so many. I cry a lot, though. Really? Yeah. What makes you cry? Oh, um... The planet in pain? Emotions. Mm. Um, Your all privilege? All types of kinds of things. <laughs> Mainly my privilege, though. That's how I Tears of joy before I wreck myself. Also a lot of those, honestly. Right. I cry from just being overwhelmed by happiness a Have lot. Have you ever cried listening to WTF with no. Mark Barron? I don't listen to podcasts none not even this podcast no not even your episode <laughs> i not listened even... to that once and i listen to uh the pound cast every now and then dougie boy mm -hmm. doug pound yeah. would love to have douggles on my podcast that'd be great it was sad his nice little dog he died me too my kids were really upset they're real big fans of doug yeah well i've appeared on his podcast you know Right on. You've the kids have appeared in one of his video Vember videos. I saw that. Yeah, yeah that was fun. He's uh, an influential character in the world of weird comedy. What do you think of YouTubers who spout hateful things and then are banned? Oh God, um... that was a big thing this year. Was like. The last couple of years were like these people like really started peaking and then they were all kind of like, you know what? Nah, I, the big corporation. It's tough because I don't really like banning, but I hate idiots. So and grifters, I, I hate grifters more than I hate idiots. Yeah. So I guess about that particular thing, that's great. But uh generally speaking generation actually speaking, yeah i don't like it conceptually what do you think of you know what's funny is like now the utes mm -hmm. they control the social media nobody wants to talk about it except for facebook it's all pretty young people yeah pretty young people. pretty young people and when people were younger they had a little bit more uh, extreme views i recall a little more black and white views you know based not on life experience, but on moral idealism. You think that's true? I don't know. Well, hear me out. Okay. <laughs> like these things in the left right now, which are like, you know, you got people. Now look, I, I don't know if I'm going to break any minds here, but uh, I like Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. I think he's cool. That shit's fine. It's great. But there's something where people are just like, kind of like when Hannibal Burris had this thing where he was a landlord recently and everybody got really mad that he was not just a landlord, but kicking people out so he could Airbnb his home. Hi. <laughs> Shout out to Hannibal. Um, I'm like, well, that sucks, but... Uh... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm of two minds about Airbnb. On the one hand, it, this is a very expensive city. If you can make some extra money renting out your a room in your apartment or your entire apartment, or even a womb in your girlfriend, skills, whatever, um, great. On the other hand, if it's displacing people or you know 
like in Vancouver where you know there's middle class families that can't live anywhere Toronto because, also yeah 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 I mean you know um, Canada is basically carpet bagged so at all times I get how it's fucked up a number of cities but that really that issue shouldn't necessarily be placed on right at the consumer level. Yeah, that's both, that is both like a policy thing and a greed thing. If you're going to sell like all the Vancouver condos to offshore buyers, and there's no residency requirement, well, then your city's going to be fucked up. But that's not the like you know offshore. retail user of Airbnb's fault. Well, this thing where moral choice has to be part of many can conveniences it seems to always rest on the wrong is is quite a challenge for people right yeah like you were saying like it's like okay i need to stay in new york city and i found this one airbnb that's only 200 dollars a night and all the hotels are 300 so i'm going to use this because i want those extra few hundred dollars just to frankly take the ubers <laughs> <laughs> sure whatever you know um, I don't think it's um, a clear-cut issue. Hey, 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 it's me. Thank you for listening to my chat with Liz Mann. Uh, this is just a quick message that if you do want to help make me have more time to work on the podcast and put them out and do my thing, uh, you can contribute. Uh, ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan or patreon.com slash nifflanagan are both ways to support the podcast. You will get some extra content. These pleas for monetary support will uh, not be on episodes that we release uh, on the patron pages. So if you donate, you'll get an episode that doesn't have this interruption. Uh, and yeah, if you don't um, have funds or you just don't want to give money, which I understand too. Uh, you can just subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it, have, tell a friend you like it, email me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com just to say something nice or ask me a question. Come see a comedy show, check out my albums, ask for them to play it on SiriusXM. Whatever you want, those are all helpful things. Honestly, it's all good. Now back to the talk I had with, uh, with Elizabeth. Thanks for listening. So this year, not so much Justin Bieber. You were gonna, are you, this is gonna be like all like pop cultural. I don't know any of this stuff. I don't like well, read what like do you know? magazine. What do you I don't like really to? care about politics other than well, just you're waiting about, for it to end. You seem to have a lot of opinions. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> do you want to talk about herbal life? Uh, yeah, we could talk about Herbalife. Put in or... some real time in Herbalife. Last year, I think we talked about it. We did, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really prepared and I was also closer to it and Are closer you to my now? severance um, uh, agreement being uh, nullified. So, um. Was it nullified at that time? <laughs> no, it is. Now it is. No, I just mean, I well, one, I have, I have been paid out and. Nice. Also... <laughs> um, Gotta feel good about that. Um, so you were a detective investigating herbal life. I liked this period of talking to you because you were a detective of sorts. And yeah. Felt, and I, I can really picture you as a detective. It's very fun. A I little had trench coat. And a trench a coat. A little trench coat. Some spy glasses. The hat. Well, it continues to this day, the existence of herbal life, because, yes. uh, you know, the fund that I worked for, we were not successful in our attempts to drive the company out of business and their stock price to zero. Mm -hmm. But despite the FTC, uh, you know, uh, whatever ruling against them and issuing this sort of landmark fine in consumer protection history of $200 million uh, and making, you know, some compliance changes requiring a monitor to monitor this company and their marketing plan i of course it will all still continue on the same under the surface so it's it's disappointing because what they're selling and not just the shake powder um and the other actual physical products they sell but 
the the dream that they sell, this job opportunity with a lottery ticket attached, is much more powerful an idea, especially to someone who is impoverished or marginalized for whatever reason. It's much more mm -hmm. powerful of a fantasy than what we were selling, which was the cold hard facts that you, if you are like everyone else, and you are statistically speaking, you will fail at this. Yeah. Well, just and to, lose money and perhaps even more. In, in, in case people don't know what herbal, herbal life is, herbal life is sort of a uh, Amway style. Yeah, it's um, a multi Tupperware party marketing kind of thing. company. Yeah, but it's one of the Avon. few publicly traded ones. Although I will say, Tupperware and Avon dropped out of the DSA, the other DSA that is the Direct Selling Association, not. Um, democratic social. So, in other words, they kind of stopped being that way. No, they were. They realized that they were in this sort of like uh, industry, like lobby group, basically, uh, with a lot of bad actors in it. And because mm -hmm. Tupperware has actual retail sales, which yeah. they track, which is a crucial. And Avon component. must as well. Avon is suffering, but not because. Um, for different reasons. Yeah, but. it's suffering because of why Sears is suffering. Like these are yes. just sort of older model like companies you know yeah i mean avon had some nefarious practices and i'm sure they all at some point in some way do but the crucial difference with um at least tupperware is people actually wanted that product and purchased it and the bulk of revenue was derived from retail sales not from recruiting activity and you know false currencies and the the tradeability of saying like we're on the new york stock exchange um which was another scary component of of herbalife especially as it this fraud is marketed worldwide um people's view of america although i'm sure it is changing for the worse all the time there's like a legitimacy and like a trustworthiness to our name um america and, yeah and brand that you know, still resonates. I thought the horse the had no name. <laughs> the horse might not, but <laughs> the you know the New York Stock Exchange does. So right. saying this company is listed on the New York Publicly Stock traded, Exchange, yeah. yeah, it goes a long way sure. to tell people, well, this has to be legitimate and not a scam because, as a you know uh, a a tradable stock, it it isn't. I mean, mm -hmm. they have uh, all quarterly calls and. Uh, presentations and investor days and there's a buy and a sell side for this stuff and it has been a cash machine for a lot of investors so someone has made money off this but it's not the people selling powder in you know mexico now that's a moral choice where i feel it's not quite the same as uh, deciding to use airbnb when you're like oh i'm gonna invest in you know halliburton or i'm gonna invest in blackwater or i'm gonna invest in herbalife or i'm gonna invest in um um, cocaine. <laughs> yeah, if you can find a way to directly invest in <laughs> cocaine harvesting on, you know, um, on the NYSE. Um, so, Page so me. Herbalife again. If if you're wondering what it is, just to get it, it uh, it's like smoothies and supplements, and yeah. you have to buy them all. It's basically like you're a store suddenly, but then you have to get someone else to buy them all, and then you kind of get the money. Well, on top of was, what you're selling. Um, Is that kind of right? You know, you have an upline. So you recruit people underneath you. Mm -hmm. There are various discount levels to purchase this product. But the trouble with Herbalife was the commission structure was triggered when your downline purchased products, regardless of whether they had ultimate retail consumers for these things, um, which often they did not mm -hmm. so you know you have people underneath you that are buying at a discount to msrp your own discount can increase um and then you will there are like points and awards that you get for various you know levels of this thing whether it's just purchase activity underneath you mm -hmm. um etc but when they change their marketing plan to sort of make it less evil uh They'd say, well, you know, you don't need to, you've never had to take inventory. You can like drop ship this stuff to your customer. So uh, presumably I would show you a catalog, get you interested in this shake powder. You'd say, oh, that sounds great. And then I would purchase the items using my discount, have them sent to you at your home. You would have paid retail price. I would have netted the difference, 
plus um commission or whatever yeah there's might be like points uh assigned to that it's already way and then too this is like oh okay that's that's a sale you wanted this thing you were happy to pay the price that i offered to you and that makes sense now if that were actually happening you know there'd be no reason to um have any problems with this the trouble is with the recruiting now you are trying to you would have many 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 options to purchase this shake powder at MSRP from so why me um you could get it from anyone and why if this were a legitimate business for a product people actually wanted would I want to breed my own competitors by mm. recruiting people of course so there has to be a reason to do that and the reason is uh you make more money from recruiting than from retail sales of which there are very few and even though they have this like drop ship option on paper, their marketing plan, once cleaned up, looked sufficiently uh, non-pyramidal. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's theory and practice because you're not taking your training from the company. The company is pretty hands-off. Um, you are taking your instruction from your upline organization on these weekly like Zoom calls. They take up a lot of your time, so it's very cult-like, and there's a lot of pressure. We had... Um, a couple of you know like nominee distributors set up with you know wires that, and we uh we wanted to get in this one particular organization in california and the calls um you know that we listen back to these people being like berated for not like buying enough you had to buy 25 i'm gonna need to i saw your purchase activity you didn't buy up to like 2500 volume points mm-hmm. like are you trying to do this or not so Yes, the plan might say you don't need to take inventory or overspend or buy things you don't need for customers you don't have. Mm -hmm. But in reality, yes, you do. Because you're also being told that this is how they did it. This is how you become successful. You see pictures of their country house and their Ferrari, oftentimes just photographed at the dealership. And you think, well, if this is how they did it, then I need to follow in their footsteps. I did watch the documentary, which we've talked about. Yeah. I don't know if it's still on Amazon Prime, but it was. Um, yeah, betting on zero. Yeah, you check it out. And um, there was the one person. There, most of the examples they had were of people who did not make any money. Yeah. And I think ultimately, most people who actually are selling Herbalife, even if they are making money at a time, probably, you know, are in the red if they keep doing. It. You know. Yeah, like most pyramid schemes, if you got in early, if you entered markets illegally, if you um, lied to a bunch of people, and yeah, you can't. There are people that did make a lot of money doing it, but they are criminals, and they joined in 1980. Um, right. So this one guy though had his store opened up. I think he was in Nebraska or something, and he, you know, he didn't open a store in the way that you would see in LA where it was like kind of the same as like storefront churches where it was just like, you know, very heavy Latino new immigrant. Uh, he opened it like, you know, someone in the Nebraska would, which is just like sort of showy pickup trucks. Like it looks like a weight supplement store, or whatever. Mm-hmm. you know, now that guy, he's the exception. Yeah. But there unless was a he lot put his stuff- own investment in it. There was a lot of stuff where uplines would help like members of there's a concept called stacking where you don't really want to put all that like purchase and point activity on your own account. So you'd sort of you'd have like your brothers and sisters and family members or friends. You might all share a bank account. Right. You'd put it on them so that you would collect almost like double commission um, through your chain. Um, It's like being a kid and taking uh, straws and making an extra long straw. Right. And um, then drinking from, I drink your milkshake. Yeah. Do the voice. Which has already brought all the boys to the yard. Do the voice. No. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> well, um, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. So uh, sometimes they would select someone to look or be successful, but it was really benefiting someone else. Right. And also, I mean, what happened in Oklahoma City is you have these like pop and drop initiatives <laughs> that were hyper-local. So Oklahoma City at one point. (laughs) Yeah, but where it's, um, you know, uh, smoothie instead of jizz. Um, (laughs) So Oklahoma City at one point had 99 nutrition clubs, which 
at that point you're like this doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. nobody needs this many shakes yeah what what's going on here and some of them were also kind of bizarrely operating as um like arena churches sure worshiping both christ and their upline dan Waldron. i think that that's probably one of the smartest things you can do you know yeah marry it with religion you mean yeah yeah it, it certainly like it plays well in a lot of the country i don't think the storefront church thing in los angeles is external of herbalife from what i saw when i lived there in Tsuyin, koreatown and certain things there's probably a lot of crossover yeah um like a affinity war but yeah oklahoma was uh nuts with it and it just also you know on a kind of municipal level or you know city planning level it messes with a lot of strip malls <laughs> otherwise have like a sticky finger joint or right whatever. massage yeah like more massages yeah. um and instead it's just a shake bonanza and some of them i guess because real estate isn't that costly there we went to some when we were out there visiting also um interviewing a whistleblower who ended up being in that documentary this guy zach Kirby. was it the trump guy too <laughs> same guy um, or a girl no um we're non-binary <laughs> not out there mm. it's very binary mm. um just a bunch of zeros and ones mm. so we uh were out there to interview this guy but we went to a bunch of the clubs because there was a lot of like president's team members that mm-hmm. were doing their biz out there and they would purchase or you know rent these sort of one was a like a disused indoor mini golf place so it's a recruiting station slash shake operation, but it's in this like 5,000 square foot. And yeah. they just left all like the mini golf holes there. Right. So, um, That's crazy. Did they have this, like, was mini golf being played at all? By the scant few people that were in there occasionally, but it wasn't a happy place um, <laughs> for the people that Ghost worked down. in these uh, shake zones and otherwise. But they, uh, I think everyone was trying at the same time to make it uh, using this system. And I think if enough people are doing that at once, it kind of looks like it's working. Mm -hmm. But of course it doesn't. There's so many business types in America that are just like. Then they all turned into vape stores and now they're probably turning away from vape stores. But at least, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Lisa Vape Juice is something. Now this might make you political. Mm -hmm. You know that. Vape, vape the vote yeah, or whatever yeah, it's called. That, that vaping has become now like a single issue. This might be the one thing that takes down the Republican Party because you know even if Pence gets in, they're not going to allow for more vote at vaping. Well, I thought they rolled up. I mean, now I guess I uh, think they did roll it they back. They did that trick. Because, uh, yeah, Trump was like, Ugh, "Kids, sure, but kids don't vote, but, so let the mango pods roll on." But didn't he tweet? He had this tweet last week that was like, I did so much stuff today. I I put this executive order. And he said he raised the smoking age to 21. And I thought, well, this is also going to kill you as a a politician because it's like – it's Your not art, like people are literally masquerading as 18 year olds and it'll be harder for them to look 21. It's like, yeah. obviously, they're getting these things through other channels yeah, where yeah. age is not a factor. But also, if you're in the army, you know, and mm-hmm. you're 18 and you're smoking cigs because you're a little stressed out because yeah. you're in Afghanistan, Afghanistan, which Trump said everyone would be out of. But I did he take everyone out of? No, I think we're going to add a bunch of more troops to um all of these places yeah basically it's all the secret edition but you're saying you're taking it out anyway and you're in there and you're smoking it's like what get court-martialed yeah you know or or like that ain't it yeah it just feels very weird like a very strange i'm not really sure what the move is there but i guess a lot of republicans vape i would imagine lou dobbs probably One of my favorite things I used to hear on the Howard Stern show was he once, well, he just said it once, but it was like. Should we start a socialist vape juice company? Yeah. VSA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Vape Society of America. Vape SVA, Socialist Vapors of America. Yeah. Yeah. He got the vapors. That's what uh, Trump wants to do to the young vaping people. Cut the vapor. Anyway. Rock the vape. 
uh, rock the vape. And um, so, so was he, Stern just talked about that guy Lou Dobbs, you know, from CNN, and now Fox News for sure. But uh, looks like a giant baby, and uh, he saw Lou Dobbs outside of the CNN building back when he worked there, and he just said Lou Dobbs is just like chain smoking violently in front of the CNN building. Now he's probably vaping. Yeah, it's happier. I watched the Fox better. News movie yesterday, Bombshell. Oh yeah. You know, HBO style. It's film. weird. Did but, you see it? No. But vis a vis vape flavors, I'm just talking about the pod base, not the like, you know, the jars of goo that you can get. I don't even know about those. Yeah, I don't know much like, about you know, vaping. Yeah. Well, just if I'm talking just about like jewels, my, the thing that they sell, sell in like bodegas and delis, not uh-huh. the thing where you need like eight pieces. Um, this idea that like, oh, we're going to get rid of the flavored ones. Like, dude, they're all flavored. Yeah, that, like the whole deal with them is that the, they're flavor. not cigarettes. If there was no even flavor, the tobacco flavor is just delicious. Yeah, if there was no flavor, it wouldn't even be anything. I mean, I guess it would still be a nicotine delivery system, but who wants right. that? But it would be a lot like, um, or the kids can't those like, nicorette sticks kids only that people eat do. Candy. Kids only well, eat candy. No, I mean, like, oh, if you get rid of mango, kids won't do it. Like, no. <laughs> right. Kids will yeah. eat whatever. Yeah. It's not that it's flavored, it's that it's nicotine. It's that Basically. it's like easy yeah. and addictive. And also sort of and the, marketed as safe. The non-flavored flavors taste delicious. So it's not like they'd be like, oh dang, I just have to have this creamy tobacco that tastes just like well, vanilla or French toast. That what, sucks. What if you made a condom flavored vape? Because everyone hates condoms. Yeah. That might be the solution. Yeah. What or pube vape? Yeah. Say it with me now. Same time. One, two, three, pube, pube vape. vape. <laughs> Do you or want like a... a foie gras flavored uh, <laughs> vape juice. Duck bill vape juice. Oh, this is just for adults, dear. <laughs> uh, but so Herbalife, so unfortunately you did not take them down. Did you, Were you ever no. kind of threatened by the Herbalife people personally? Personally? Within? No. No. But... There were definitely things that there were all sorts of like bizarre accusations. Like there was one time where Herbalife did, you know, as most corporations do, including our own, you do like a sweep uh, monthly, quarterly, yearly to see if there's any like recording devices mm-hmm. that have been planted in your office. Right. Um, Bugs. A lot. Yeah. Well, a lot of like ex-CIA guys go into this business and they come with their weird, you know, contraptions and suits and stuff. And they just, you know, they painstakingly run these machines over the walls and under tables and stuff. So uh, Herbalife issued this like weird report that they had found like non-governmental bugs in their office intoning that like we had placed them there which of course we did not but the only reason for including non-governmental was to give that impression mm-hmm. and also this idea that like they wouldn't have more enemies besides us and certainly ones probably to be uh well more like immediately perilous <laughs> to their you mean existence angry ex-herbalifers they were what we discovered in you know pursuing this uh, investment thesis was, which initially was just about how uh, this thing is demonstrably a pyramid scheme. Pyramid schemes are illegal in the U.S. Ergo, this thing should be ruled illegal, and then it should be delisted, and their, you right. know, company should go to zero. It was pretty Disbanded. simple. Um, but as we, you know, kept plugging away at it, we're like, wait a minute, um, there was so much else there, you know. Tax fraud, mail fraud, money laundering, drug movements, a currency arbitrage in Venezuela, like all sorts of uh, nefarious stuff, illegal entry into various countries, like a weird Russia scenario that um, we were having trouble with. But uh, plenty of people and reasons uh, they had, plenty of enemies. So Karis once said it best, illegal business controls America. And he also said it worst when he said, African Bambada, if he did that stuff, it's okay. <laughs> but he said it best when I think he, and he also was a chairman's club member. He also said it worst when he said 13 and good, which is on the same album as illegal business. 
controls America. But uh, wow, that's all crazy. Well, you talk about not being interested in current events, but it seems like a lot of the things you do uh, have to do with the financial sector, which then has to do with global politics yeah. and different countries trying, trying to do different sneaky things. Mm-hmm. And um, it is true that I don't really see a way that illegal stuff doesn't, like illegal monies. Illegal ute. Illegal ute <laughs> doesn't uh, find its way into like every other industry. It's like the laundering yeah. concept. Yeah, I think if you look hard enough, you'll find it everywhere. But this one, it was particularly um, blatant, I guess. So what do you think is going to happen in the future? Do you think it will go down in flames? I think, uh, well, as long as you... A pyramid scheme on its own will collapse. That is just what happens to them. Mm -hmm. If you have a pyramid scheme that's propped up by a bunch of undiscovered crimes or crimes that no one is willing to address, Mm -hmm. then I guess they can, you know, stay on infinitely. Herbalife is not continuing to make money because more and more and more people want what they're selling. They are continuing to exist because they have cash running through them for another reason right sketchy stuff do you have anything you'd like to say and at the end of our podcast what do you <laughs> want to talk about what is your new year's resolution i don't have one yet do you have one i'd like to be more professional yeah i'd like that too what do you mean i've given no. you a fairly <laughs> professional setup here yeah no no it's nice there's like a work screen working yeah pop screens i always try to or to provide normally you should see at my house i've got like a second monitor and i've got a whole kind of decor going and i've got the mics and i got a webcam which i brought but i didn't really this is my first podcast while i'm here so with a guest so i didn't want to you know it's a guess, take, guess, a, guess. take a minute trying to fix that webcam it's a high quality webcam um i will so one cost of me the 90 dollars oh no no way man canadian yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you know i'm really into perfume yeah so i'm thinking for 2020 taking it out of my mind and on to into the lab you're gonna make perfume i'm gonna make at least one can i recommend some scents i mean sure let's hear them okay goose flesh i was gonna say something about goose but you beat me to it goose flesh paprika and a little bit of uh, um, fresh tourniquet. Okay. You know, like how yeah. gauze oh, yeah. smells. I like that. Yeah. So that's my scent. And then you could call it Ochi by Liz. I'll factor that in. Okay. What do you think now for, you know, your scent? Oh, yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, sponge. Okay, like a sea sponge? Yeah, like a wet sea sponge. <laughs> okay. Um, a little bit of uh, citrus, like a yeah. yuzu. Yeah, yeah. A yuzu sponge. Yuzu sponge, citrus. Is that yuzu also? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. and um, give me a color. Uh, neon brown. Great, a neon brown yuzu and, and sponge. And... Let me tell you, what do you miss the most about the 2010s? Because we're going to the 2020 now. And 2010s, like, remember? Yeah, my, uh, I had. <laughs> when we started, it was like Max hair. Fish, same, Rafifi. It was, <laughs> you know, you, you. All those bars with the free pizza. Free pizza with a beer. Um, uh, Rudy's has free hot dogs. Sparks country. Sparks drinking sparks. Uh, when back when like Pabst Blue Ribbon wouldn't like just make you intensely sad to take a sip. Um, uh, when people were like, "I drink Brooklyn Lager and I'm proud." Ugh, never me, man. That stuff's disgusting. Go go go, Earhart. Yeah. <laughs> what else? <laughs> I think you summed it all up. Yeah, that was it. Those were the days. Those That's really the pre-2010s, though. I know it was. like what 2010s for you would be like kids. Having, yeah. yeah. Having children. Um... Wifey. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
going into coffee shops and saying like, do you want some Wi-Fi password? Yeah. Do you have almond milk? Yeah. First. The dawn of almond here's, milk. Yeah. Here's my impression. 2010. Uh, do you have soy milk? I'm starting to get a little sick of soy milk. 2012. Uh, do you have almond milk? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, does anything taste better than almond milk? And now they're like, oh, we got oat milk. Seven years later. <laughs> actually, there was the whole thing where for a minute people were like, have you tried cashew nut milk? Oh, uh, I'm just glad that whole thing where people were putting butter and coconut oil in their coffee has <laughs> kind of like fallen to the fringes. I remember someone was, told me once. They were is like, this a prank? When I try to, when I want to treat myself in the morning, sometimes I'll put a little butter in my coffee. And it's like, actually, uh, my companion and I were uh, watching, we like to do this thing where we watch like, YouTube guides to New York. I'm so dumb. We talked about this last time yeah. on the show. We're, 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 you're still watching. We them? did. They started that again today. But, and uh, any new suggestions? A lot of it was like watching a movie in Bryant Park. <laughs> well, Bryant Park came, did come up about so skating weird. in Bryant Park, and then the ones they were so dumb. And one of them was like a guy who nobody was goes like, there. I love coffee. I am just like a coffee. What do you say? So, coffee is my religion. It was. It was like. <laughs> What? You know, and uh, I distinguish myself by liking something everybody likes. And his whole thing was like, I don't really like to drink coffee with any extra milks. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. But like, I'd almost rather that if someone's like, I drink my coffee black, rather than like, I drink my coffee without additions for the flavor. And, you know, I don't want that. But there was something I brought it up for the reason that beyond just the religion and the I drink my coffee black, but now I don't was even- Was it about butter or MCT oil? Oh yeah, it was about butter. He was like, oh yeah, you put butter in there and it brings out the flavor of the thingy. And it's just like, what? Butter, he didn't even say you put butter in there. He called something butter coffee, which is some type of coffee. Ew. God damn the world. You can drink it without butter. And it's just fine. Now, before we go, can you give an environmental tip to our more environmentally, uh, people who are looking to be more environmentally conscious, listeners of Nick Flanagan Weekly, and also <laughs> listeners to oh Elizabeth God. Mann Weekly, kill yourself. your next podcast. Kill yourself. I mean, it's no, really No, because the like... methane comes out if you kill yourself. No, but I'm Yeah! Just, okay, but this idea that like, oh, if you like run your dishwasher when it's full instead of half full, like, no, that is not, a, like there's no meaningful impact to running your dishwasher half or not full or washing your dishes at all. Just eat out of your hands. And the plates are bad for the environment. Yeah, the plates are the worst. Well, I just mean if the alternative was like, oh, I'm not gonna wash dishes at all. I think I'll just use these like plastic or paper plates. See, I kind of have- eat out of your hands. I kind of have the opposite view. Cause I'm like, not about dishwashing. I say, dude, wash, wash your dishes when there's nothing in there. You know, put yeah. the dishwasher on just to- Steam yeah. up the room a Steam little. Steam the room. But um, no, uh, like people go, oh, well, the corporations are causing 60, 70% of this thing. So even if we did everything we could, there would still be 70%. So, well, all right, well, then. Look, I recycle, even though Reduce it by 30%. You know, that's all I'm saying. That would probably still be good. Yeah, every little bit helps. One, don't eat meat. Like, go full stand for the impossible foods. Right. And How are those getting made? The hands that make them are made of meat. Yeah, meat hands. So it's the same. It's basically the same. They taste great. Um, Does hoof count as meat? Uh, yes. See, because here's... Okay, oh, well, shit. that means we're done. <laughs> Party's over. Party's over. Eat more Impossible Whoppers. Use fewer Ziploc bags. Try to end your life as quickly as possible. Thank you. Hey, so thank you for listening. That was my talk with Liz Mann. And uh, if you want to find out more about her, check out Fleur d'Oranger uh, on Instagram. That's her Instagram account. She's very funny. She will post funny things. Uh, can Try to tell her to do her own podcast. She's an interesting person. And she's, she's able to do like a million things at once. I don't understand. I don't understand New Yorkers. And I've read so many issues. And I have so many issues. Anyway, okay. Thank you. Enjoy the pot. Enjoy your time. I hope you had fun with the podcast. Check out those links I mentioned in the uh, 
earlier, ko-fi.com slash Nick Fagan and my Patreon if you want to give me a wee handout so I can do things and blah, 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 blah. All right. Love you. See you tomorrow. All righty. Bye-bye. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick Flanagan Weekly.